Hey mama, have you ever wondered if it's really possible to homeschool in the midst of change, transition, and other business endeavors? Maybe you're a homeschool mom that desires to do more outside of motherhood. Maybe you need to start adding to the family income or want to pursue that dream or business you've been holding in your heart, but you're not sure if you can really do both. Or maybe you're just a wary homeschool mama or even your kids go to school and you're a homework helping mama. That is a huge thing too, trust me. Anyways, maybe you're just feeling a little bit burnt out and could use some encouragement and fresh strategies to finish the year strong. Hey, I get all of those things and if any of that applies to you or resonates with you, this conversation today is for you. I am back with part two of this homeschool chat with my really great friend, Jessica Kent, mother of nine kids. So we are giving all the tips and strategies and behind the scenes things of what it looks like to homeschool all of our kids over the years. And I think you're really going to find a lot of encouragement and practical wisdom in this conversation today. So I really hope that this blesses you big. And before we get started, I just want to highlight two things that are really going to help you on a practical level. Okay, the first thing, this is a free gift for you, and you can go down to the show notes right now and print it out. Uh, You can go check your email inbox. It should be in the inbox. You can click the link and download it. But it is 10 tips for balancing motherhood and business like a boss. This is just a great checklist to realign you, to get you back grounded and rooted and focused as you finish the year strong and transition into summer. This is an awesome checklist for balancing it all. And I think you'll really appreciate that. Okay, and then my last thing that I just wanna mention, and this is on a super practical level, but one of the things that I have been using for almost four years for myself personally and for my kids, and the reason I want to even mention it today is because it is a homeschool mama or mom, period. (laughs) It is a must-have, and that is a pure, high-quality, hemp-derived CBD oil. Yes, you heard me right. CBD oil is my jam. It is something that has been supporting me physically for so many years, and I'll tell you what, it reduces stress, it brings balance, it helps you sleep more, but it's so good for the family. It's good for the kids. It helps them focus. If they have any attention um, disorders or they have a hard time focusing or they're super jittery or they just have a lot of anxiousness or nerves or whatever it is, it's something that really, it's a nutritional supplement that helps them in a healthful way where they need it, but it also helps with homeschool and just brings more sanity to your home and peace to your school year. So honestly, it is just a really great nutritional support that I recommend every day. And I think it's great for homeschooling and homework time specifically. So I just want to mention that to you. I will put a link in the show notes to the product that I've been using and trusting with my family for the past four years. And I wanted to mention it now because they are about to have their biggest sale of the year on 420. There's the biggest sale that they have. You cannot get a better price. And so I highly recommend if it's something that you want to jump on, do it now. I'll put a link in the email as well. And um, if you want to learn more, I'll put a link to some YouTube videos I made just to get some more information. But these are just a couple practical things that you can grab a hold of, print out, purchase, and just support you on your homeschool journey or your end of the year journey, wherever you are at. All right, so let's get into part two of our homeschool chat with Miss Jessica Kent. 
Welcome back to the Nourishing Mompreneur Podcast, where we get encouraged and empowered as we pursue our greatest potential within the walls of our home. Hey mama, my name is Michelle High, and I'm so thankful you're here. Do you feel like your life is good, but something in you feels unfulfilled? Do you feel stuck in the trenches of motherhood, exhausted and working so hard, but feeling like you're getting nowhere? Do you have big dreams you hold in your heart, but you've been living small? Are you motivated for more, but don't have the clarity or the courage to do anything about it? Do you want to discover God's best and see if it's really possible to be an excellent wife, an intentional mother, and be successful in business, all for the glory of God? As a wife of 16 years, a homeschooling mama of five, and an entrepreneur, I know exactly how you feel, every bit of it. I truly believe that the most important work you will ever do is within the walls of your home and that there is purpose in every season. If you are a fellow business-minded mama with a heart for home and a love for Jesus, let's process this journey and grow together. Hey friends, welcome back to the Nourishing Mompreneur podcast. We are continuing our conversation on homeschool. I'm sitting here chatting with Jessica Kent. She's one of my good friends. And if you missed part one, please go back to the podcast and listen to that. You're definitely going to want to hear a little bit about our story. Why did we get started? What are the heart sets, the mindset, some of the fears that we've had to overcome? What is the vision? What does it look like in our home? Has it worked? What is the end result now that we have kids that are in high school? So how does this all work? Our homeschool journey is really what connected us to start with. And we just have had a great friendship over the years. And Jessica's just been somebody who I look up to and I admire. And let me tell you, she juggles it all. We all do a lot. We all have a lot on our plate. But when I think of somebody who is spinning many plates and juggling it all, Jessica is top of the list because she does a lot. She's got many kids. I introduced her last time. <laughs> many kids. She homeschools. She works. They have an entrepreneurship family. Um, so many activities, you know, just life. There's so many things. But I really want to talk a little bit today about how does this actually work? We sometimes think that I can't homeschool. How could I ever do that? My life is already full. How could I add something else to my plate? Is it actually possible to pursue my dreams and my goals or to still work or do that side hustle and homeschool my kids? Like, how would that even work? And man, I just, it sounds crazy to me. And so just to have a little bit of a vision of what that possibly could look like. And then also, let's talk about just some basic everyday tips. Like, what does a day look like? What are some good morning rhythms or some good nighttime routines? Or what are some specific tips that would help us have a smooth day as we endeavor to juggle work and homeschool and balance all those things? So we're just going to talk about some of that today. So Jessica, thank you again for joining me. And I will go ahead and get started with the first question is I just want to know what are some of the things that you have managed to accomplish over the course of your homeschool journey? And really in that way, just is it really possible to homeschool in the midst of change, transition, and other business endeavors? So kind of all of those questions um, together. Wow, a loaded question to start us out. Well, thank you, Michelle, for having me on again. Um, can we homeschool in the midst of crazy and change? So I've had nine children and 14 years. And so with each child comes change, comes a shift of routine, um, comes crazy. And so we've continued to plow through homeschooling. So yes, the answer is yes, it can happen. <laughs> um, and, but it does look different every time. Um, some, some ways that we have learned to adjust is we just 
rein it in. Well, we typically err on the side of more reading. Um, a lot of reading is done in our house. Um, what they, what the homeschool community would consider it maybe Charlotte Mason style. Um, we loosely follow that. Um, and with mixed in with some traditional, um, but we love to read. And so when we, a new baby comes, I start a read aloud and we do some read alouds and my older kids will be more independent, but just being able to, um, in all the seasons, um, we have had um, big moves. We moved from Georgia to Florida, um, and we were living with my mom for a short season because um, we sold our house so quickly. And we had one tote of school supplies, and we made that work. Um, I know people who um, school in an RV, and I know people who school in, you know, and all the road schooling, all different kinds of things for us. Um, just being able to understand that it is something that is fluid and is um, you're able to be it, 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 you're able to make it um, personal to your family. If your family loves vacationing and going on trips, take your school with you. I remember years ago um, when I just had one child and a baby, we were at Fort Wilderness camping and the people next to us, I kept seeing their kids like doing school at a certain time of the day. And I'm like, they're on vacation. Why are they doing school? Well, of course I had a conversation with them and they had five kids and they were at Disney for a whole month. And so they picked two of those weeks to be more intentional with schooling to make sure they didn't get behind because they wanted to. Um, but they were doing homeschooling at Disney world. And I just thought that was the coolest thing. And for me, I was like goals. <laughs> That's what I want to do. That's um, you're my hero. And so, so um, being able to just ebb and flow through every season, um, this past season was very hard for our family. Um, I lost a grandfather. I lost my father. And I also, my grandma, who I'm sole caregiver of, um, was diagnosed with stage, stage four terminal cancer. And um, on the outside looking in, you're like, how could, how could somebody keep choosing to homeschool when pretty much my world was up on fire. Um, I also was pregnant with our ninth and extremely, extremely sick. And so getting out of bed and moving and functioning was very, very hard. Um, but we did plow through with my kids have has a routine and they know kind of what to do and being able to push through on some of those times. Sometimes we just didn't do school. Um, sometimes school looked like my oldest coming with me to the doctor's office with my grandma, helping getting her stuff inside the car, um, her walker. Um, my other one going with me to clear up my dad's house um, and to get it ready for the estate sale. And we just all pitched in together and seeing the dynamic and the family work together. Um, so homeschooling, um, I mentioned before, is truly living life together um, and the hard, the good, the great and the sad um, and the not so pretty times. Um, just walking alongside your children and all those things. Yeah, that's really good. I think that's the thing that, you know, we've learned too. I've I've got five kids. So, you know, there's always, there's the pregnancy, there's the postpartum, there's breastfeeding. There's, I've moved 11 times, lived in three States. I mean, there's just life. There's always going to be some kind of interruption. Um, but I think the reality is understanding that education is life. Like it is life. We're always learning. And just the fact that our kids get to see us get up with courage and they get to see a resilience and they get to see mama cook dinner through the tears as she's grieving her grandfather, or her father, like those are the moments that mold and shape our kids. That is a true education. And those are beautiful moments. I'm, I know for us last week, we had a, um, a friend pass away, young guy passed away from cancer. We unexpectedly flew up to Nashville, got the kids situated with grandparents and such. They took school with them. And I said, Hey guys, we're going to take it easy this week. Let's just do these two things, read and keep moving forward with math. 
And I think we say this a lot, but it is progress over perfection. We just want to keep going and keep making progress. And the Lord guides you. He'll give you the wisdom to know what moments to seize and to really take advantage of as a learning opportunity and what times to just not worry about it. Like there's grace for it, but I think that if your heart is life is education and learning is life, and we're going to keep learning together in the practical everyday stuff and through our school books too, we're going to do all of it. And we're just going to keep going. We're not going to quit. We're not going to give up. We're just going to keep showing up every day. It's going to look different. There's different seasons of life and it looks different at different times, but we're going to keep making progress. I think that is most important. And I'll tell you, even with my kids, with my girls, I mean, the things that they have learned and that they're learning, all of my older kids, I mean, they can do just as much or more than I could do when I got married. Like I didn't have, because I was gone all the time. It was, I was gone at school. Then I was with sports and it was with friends. That was my world. I didn't have time to learn anything. So I didn't cook, clean, do laundry, grocery shop, nothing until I literally got married. I learned it all for the first time. My kids, they could literally, they could run a household. They can do anything I mentioned and so much more at a very young age because they've gotten the opportunity to do that because they've been home. And so they're going to be well-equipped wives and um, really phenomenal a husband. <laughs> so I'm really thankful for the learning that goes beyond um, the books in, in this season. So in, in every season, but um wanted to ask you, let's talk a little bit about work-life balance because many of you listening, I'll venture to say you might be doing something outside of motherhood or you might have that desire to. Maybe you are like, I really want to homeschool my kids, but I also have this dream in my heart. I also have this business I'm trying to build. I also have this side hustle or this thing I want to pursue, this endeavor. Is it possible to do both? And so how do you kind of balance your work and like, what does your work schedule look like? And what does your homeschool schedule look like? And how do you kind of balance it all through the day? What does that look like for you? Um, sometimes it's just playing a hot mess, um, let's be honest. <laughs> um, but we, we do have, a, we do have, a, I, theoretically, we have a great plan and a great um, a method to our madness. Um, but before I go any further, I just know that there are families who homeschool that are single parent families. And um, I know one and she has two children and she's just dynamic. And I, her daughter's my babysitter. And I was like, when, when did y'all school today? You know, cause we were, and she's like, oh, I mean, like, it was yesterday. So when did you school yesterday at that time? And she's like, oh, we did it right before we went to bed. And, but they usually do it in the morning. And so it, it, schedules can look different for every family. It doesn't have to be the same. So for us, um, I do, um, I'm the founder and the um, director, the executive director of a homeschool program. It's called Watermark um, Homeschool Enrichment. Um, and it, it's been going on for about five years now. And we're, you know, both God's grace, just, it's just doing wonderful thing. Thank heavenly father above, you know, um, but my husband and I uh, are spearheading that and pushing that forward. And, um, it's really encouraging, but it takes a lot of time. Um, it takes a lot of energy. Um, we also have another business that we, um, Fort family campers that we have, that we rent, um, campers out, um, to people that are vacationing, um, in the Orlando area. So, 
it's busy. Life is busy. Um, but we try, I have learned over the last five years of really being intentional with um, the homeschool program where we're part of, of setting those boundaries. I think um, learning your boundaries is really a big thing. Um, so at first I was, every text I got, every email I got, I'd stop what I was doing and go and do it. And it would completely derail my day. And I would be in the middle of reading with my, with one of my kiddos. And I was like, oh, well, now I'm frustrated or I'm annoyed or whatever. And they kind of got the brunt of that. Um, my, my kiddos did. And so I began to say, you know what? We're morning people at our house. We like to get up early. We start school by 830. My kids are dressed, chores done, um, breakfast has, has been eaten, and we start school by 830. And we joke that I leave the school room. The teacher leaves school at 11 every day. So by noon, I'm on call with my business. I then will take those phone calls and those text messages and those emails because I have now shifted gears. Um, and I think that that's really important to set those parameters of when you're going to work and when you're going to homeschool um, so that everyone knows, like my kids know that if I take a call during school day, it must be an emergency because I don't do that. Um, they know that mom waits until lunch and nap time or rest time to do those kind of things. Um, and that's okay. Um, it's okay for them to understand that they can have boundaries and we can have boundaries um, with our jobs that, you know, at that time, this is important. And, you know, respecting each other's um, boundaries is something that we really think highly of at our home. Um, one book I read years ago um, was, and I read it actually every couple of years. I actually let Michelle read it. I don't know if she actually did. Hold on. I asked you when I met Jessica, I was just like, man, this chick's got it together. Like what in the world? <laughs> I we just had babies. I'm like, we, we both were in similar seasons. We had newborns and, you know, we're going on field trips together. I'm like, how does she like run her life the way she does? And so she recommended this book. Um, she'll tell you about it, but I bought the book. Haven't read it yet, but, um, but yeah, this is a whole other conversation, but there is so much to, um, to learn. And I think simplicity is always the goal, simplicity and efficiency. So yeah. What is the book? <laughs> the book is um, Large Family Logistics um, by Kim Bremen. I don't ever read her name when I'm reading the book. I just read the book. Um, but it's a lady with a laundry basket. And she just talks about some simple ways to making life easier. And I've adapted those with baby number three and um, like having laundry. We only do laundry on Thursdays. So the kids who have those chores, they just rotate that choice all day on Thursdays. And we don't do laundry any other day of the week, even for my massive family. Um, well, and have somebody like, what's the bed or something will change those, but just being very intentional with what we do do. Um, and we, every January we change chores for our whole family and my kids get in a routine of doing chores for a whole year. And you're like, well, why, what, that doesn't make sense. Um, we're home a lot. So we make a lot more messes. We eat a lot more at home. Things are a lot dirtier. So we have living life in our home. It gets messier. So we need more chores, but by the third month in, the kids are self-efficient with their chores and they can really be really good at doing their chores. Um, my one son, he did dinner dishes every night. He just gave them up. Oh my gosh. I think he did a happy dance. He was so excited because dinner dishes with 11 people is a lot. Um, and, but he had gotten so good at it that I didn't ever have to question if the dinner dishes were clean or if I was going to eat off a dirty fork. Everything was done with the sink was clean. Everything was done well. And I think teaching our kids to, um, to do things with excellence is one thing that we really strive on in our home. And we interwove, inter, we, let's try to say this right. We wove, woven, 
I don't know, we intermingle it well with homeschooling so that, you know, not only do you do your work well, but you do home life well. Um, and, you know, we just strive to be excellent for Christ. And if that's washing dishes and that's washing dishes, but we change that every year. And um, we just have, we, we print it out put it on the refrigerator and the kids know this is my chores for the next year. And they do it at first, not so well, but by the end, they really got a hang of it. It just runs like a well-oiled machine and it makes it nice. <laughs> That's good. I know you, because I know you have like a lot of good systems. Like for example, every kid has their own color. So they each have a certain color cup, a certain color towel, and it just keeps things really simple, which I think the book probably talks about. So if you need more information on, um, excuse me, home management systems and that kind of thing, check out the book or we can have another conversation on that. But I just wanted to ask you, I know that in life, every day is so different. There are so many unpredictable things that happen. But one thing that I found is having a strong start to the day, a strong morning routine or morning rhythm, and the same for the end of the day, having a strong um, closing to the day where there's consistency and there's um, just stability there where you can bookend your day in the same way every day as much as possible. It really creates a sense of security and a smooth flow. So you can start your day and end your day the same. Do you have, what are like some of the morning routines or rhythms that you have? Like what is, what does the morning time look like for you? And what does the evening time look like as far as how you manage your, um, your family? I can't agree with you more. Um, children love routine and they thrive on it. And, um, having those solids in their life, they don't have to question. That's something that can come easy for children. They don't, it's not unknowing. And so for us, my kids, like I said, are early birds. And so they would all be up at the crack of dawn if we let them and be roaming the house. Um, but we have, they're not allowed out of their rooms till 7.30. They can play quietly and read quietly and everybody can wake up. And then by 7.30, they kind of have like an hour to eat, um, get dressed, um, do their morning chores. Everyone has morning chores. At 8.30, um, it is expected that everyone is at the table with their books. Now, we do early, like I said, because we are early people. Some people are like, well, that awfully sounds like, you know, traditional school, but we're done by 11. Um, so <laughs> it's like, not like we go all day uh, because I'm a morning person and it works well. So for me, I get up earlier. I shower every day. Um, that's just something that makes me feel alive and alert and I can actually physically tackle my day. Um, I spend time with... Um, in my devotions and spending time with the Lord so that I'm able to prepare to handle all the craziness that may ensue that day. And then when I'm able to go out and meet my children, um, I'm ready mentally, emotionally, physically with a shower. Um, and I'm able to greet them because they may not be ready. They may be having a hard time, which kids do, and I can meet them. Now, sometimes I'm having a hard day and then that makes it, you know, a really fun day, but in general, that's the way that's meant to be meant to happen um, in a perfect world every day. That would be the case. And they do a little bit of tiny, a little bit of school. And then our biggest, our favorite time of the day, which I said, we're working on getting back into it is our, our family time where we all sit on the floor, very similar to what Michelle is doing now in, in her living room. We just sit and we, we just dive into God's word together, um, which we do still do that. But then the history part is the part we're still working on, but we dive into God's word. We learn a hymn study. We learn about a famous person in the Bible um, and the missionary studies. And we just kind of refocus our day. Um, and then the kids go back and we do some more activities for school. We finish about 11. Um, in the evening, um, it's probably one of my favorite is we are, we all sit down, whoever is home and eat dinner every night together. Or if we go out to eat, which doesn't happen too often, but we all sit at the table together. Um, we talk and we chat and it's, even though we've been together all day long, I may not have been able 
to hear them chatting or talking or spending that time together. And so kind of regrouping for the rest of the evening um, is probably my favorite thing. I often look at the table and I'm like, gosh, this is totally God. And it just makes my heart melt. Um, then we clean up um, and get ready for bed. And then we are, this is the second year we're doing it. We're being very intentional with reading through the Bible with our kids, the real Bible. Um, last year, we got through a couple of chapters of the Old Testament. Um, and then this chapter, this year we started where we left off and we're just reading through it. We read one chapter a night. Kids ask questions. We all lay on the floor in the bedrooms and it's just such a sweet, sweet time. And sometimes we just put on a movie because we're all exhausted. So that's just real life. But intentionally we would, you know, we do that most of the time and um, just being able to be together and spending those times when we pray with them. And then we tuck them in and then Joel and I sit on the couch and we recap our day. And that's my husband. And um, that's probably my favorite part is being able to recap with him and um, kind of close out my day that, you know, we made it another day. <laughs> that's so good. I love that. I hope that gives you guys some vision because it's good to see, okay, what is it really like behind the scenes? Because Jessica does a lot. She's just like anybody. We all have a lot on our place, our plates, excuse me. And her family, her kids are super happy, super secure. She, It's not like a, a drill sergeant, but there are firm boundaries and there is a good rhythm to the day. I think that's a better word rather than schedule. But there are certain time points, especially in the morning. It's like, all right, get up in the morning, come out of your room at this time, be ready for school at this time, you know, watch the clock and pay attention. I try to help my kids do that too, because you know what, if there's one thing that all of us moms struggle with, it's time management. We're all like, please give me more hours in the day. How do I get it all done. It is a struggle, but how awesome is it that we can help our kids at a young age learn time, time management skills, learn to focus, learn to have excellence in the things that they do so we can work hard and hey, we, we're done and we can play hard. And I know yes. that just like, <laughs> just like you mentioned, I think that with homeschool, less is more in so many different ways, or the focus should be quality over quantity. Like you said, you walk out of the homeschool room about 11 a.m. every morning with your portion of it. I want you guys to set yourselves free from the fact that you have to do all the things all day long, every day. It doesn't have to work like that. Help your kids learn, be independent, be self-sufficient, be inspired, be encouraged, be um, love learning, engage with them facilitate them, but you don't have to be all things to all people all day long and always on call because quality and excellence, that is so important. And we can manage our time well, and we can really get a lot done as a family. And there's a satisfaction in that. So I thought that was um, a really good tip. I will mention just a couple things. And for lack of time, if you want to go back um, on episode 34 on the Nourishing Mompreneur podcast, there's an episode and it's titled how to find fulfillment while managing motherhood and business, learn meaningful time management strategies to get organized, productive, and purposeful with your day. So I just kind of unload all that works for me, all that I've learned, how I manage my family, my homeschool, my business. It's coming from that perspective. And if you want a free gift, you can go to nourishingmichelle.com forward slash connect. There is a free gift that you can print. It's a PDF and it is 10 tips for balancing motherhood and business like a boss. <laughs> and it's all about being productive and purposeful and really giving you that encouragement from a biblical perspective on strategy so that you can pursue your greatest potential within the walls of your home. So there's some really awesome tips there. And I know um, one of the things that Jessica mentioned 
is one of the most meaningful things that you do with your kids. And I know this um, is something that you do personally and I do well. And I just want to highlight it because I cherish it so much. And that's read alouds. I cannot emphasize enough how special reading aloud to your kids is. It is one of the most beautiful ways to literally bring unity. Everybody can enjoy it. There's so much presence. You cannot read to your kids and be distracted with your phone or, or looking or multitasking with anything else. You have to be fully present and everybody can do something together where you're learning, you're growing, you're enjoying. And it just bridges the gap between the oldest and the youngest. And it brings such a unity and it's such a sacred moment. It's such a sacred time, just like family dinner is. I think reading aloud to your kids to me is one of the most meaningful things. And I know that you would um, attest to that. So I actually did a whole podcast episode on that way back ago, episode 18. So you can listen to more if you're like, read aloud to your kids. That seems weird. That's old fashioned. That seems, my kids would never go for that. Well, try me, try me. (laughs) It's, It's a good thing. So Jessica, one more question for you today. And this is really for the homeschool mom that just needs some encouragement. Maybe you're listening right now and you're just trying to get the courage to start out. I hope that this conversation has been helpful and gives you some resources and some vision for that. But no matter where you're at in your journey, we all need support. Like this journey of teaching and training our kids, especially homeschool way, like we're not supposed to do it alone. Like we need each other and we need that support. And every year, it's kind of fun that the homeschool convention comes around this time because it's just a great way to kind of give you that pep talk for, okay, we can keep doing this. We can do it another year. Like let's, let's go. So for the mom that is maybe just starting out and trying to get the confidence and, and some of her questions answered, or for the mom that's been doing it, from the beginning and just as like, man, I'm wary right now. And I really could use some encouragement to keep going. What would you say to her? I would say her not to be alone, not to journey alone. I would find a group to plug into and to be with that with like-minded moms um, because homeschooling, um, everyone's worried about the socialness of our children, which there's no need to do that because they're very, very busy and involved. But the moms tend to get weary, me being one, um, and, and seasons of, of homeschooling and just to plug in and to find find like-minded mamas to walk this out and bounce questions off of. Um, I know that I have um, a YouTube channel that I share some tips and trips of tips and tricks of how um, we do things in our family um, and how just some different ways of homeschooling, um, to not get burnt out. Um, even though I have been burnt out, maybe it's lessons I've learned more. Um, and that's, um, house of Kent at, um, it's on YouTube. So it's just house of Kent. Um, but just knowing that you're like, Oh, I shouldn't be doing this. I'm, I'm weary. All of us get weary at times. Um, and um, just just keep pushing through and maybe lessen up on some of the school stuff. Um, I know that sounds like counterculture, um, but do the read-alouds that Michelle said. Go on hikes. Um, you know, do a fun drawing day. Do a baking day. Those are ways that we can feel refreshed. Uh, not for baking would not be for me because I'm not a baker or a cook person or chef, but um, other things for me would be um, more refreshing um, for my kids, like going deep into history. Some history study would be fantastic and right up my alley. So I have literally stopped school and done a two-week study on a history thing, and we dived straight in, and everything we did had to do with that because that refreshed me. Um, And so find what refreshes you and what excites your kids and your family, and pause on the everyday and try that. 
and then circle back around. Um, we did a whole unit on post office and mail. That sounds silly. My little kids loved it. My older kids wrote letters and we just spent three or four days just writing letters and weighing packages and it was just a breather. And so when, if you're weary and you don't know how to continue, you don't want to continue, or you're not sure before giving up, just pause and do something fun and mix it up. Um, and then revisit how you should answer that question for your family. Yeah, that's really, really good. I know even for me this morning, I didn't have a lot of time. I only had a short window of time and I thought, you know, I really should sit down with the books and do some like more formal school with the kids. But I was like, I really want to connect with them. I just want them to be seen and loved. So I went out and we jumped on the trampoline together. And while we were on the trampoline, we talked about school. How are you on math? Where are you at? Like, what do you need help with? Like we, we had a conversation, a school conversation. I checked in with them, made sure that they were doing what they were supposed to do. And we were on track and um, gave my little girls like some assignments. Like we basically did our homeschool time while we were jumping on the trampoline because I was filling their tanks. My, my heart was to love them well, but I was being intentional in that. So the cool thing is that homeschool doesn't have to look a certain way. It doesn't have to be inside of a box. We're not duplicating the school system at home. I mean, you can if you want to, but um, that's not why I homeschool. And I doubt that's why you're homeschooling is to um, duplicate that. You want to do things differently, but you're just like, how? How do I do that? And I think one of the most um, valuable things that you just mentioned is like, we can't do it alone. I love with the homeschool co-op, just like the one that we're a part of and that you run, Jessica, you have all these women and everybody has different families. They're from different walks of life. We all go to different churches and we all homeschool different. It is like a potpourri of homeschool and there's not a right or wrong way. Everybody does things differently and that's what's beautiful about it. But the important thing that you said is that we can't do it alone. Like we need each other. And I just kind of want to close off saying, if you're feeling weary, no matter where you're at on the journey, just remember that you are not alone. And that just like it says in first Corinthians three, nine, we are God's fellow workers. We're his co-laborers. We're co-laboring with him. And I know that raising kids and homeschooling kids, is a labor of love, but you are not alone. Number one, you are doing this with your heavenly father. He is with you. He is in you. He's going to empower you. And together it's going to be beautiful because as you surrender to him and as you give your all, it's going back as worship to him, just like Jessica mentioned earlier. So I just want to remind you of that. And I think that it's really important and special to have this conversation now because family is really important. You know, God is a family man. And I think that of all the reasons why you homeschool, the number one thing is just to remember that you are doing something. You are building something in family. And homeschool is a way to build your family. It's a way to fight for your family. It's a way to cultivate relationships, to create a teamwork culture, to create unity, to raise world changers. Because our world needs us to show up as who God has called us to be. And building your family through homeschool and putting your focus back towards the home and stop being distracted with all the other shiny objects out there and all the other voices and all the media and the news and the things. And if we could just simplify and cut some of that off and just focus back in the home, it is beautiful. It is powerful. It is purposeful. And so I just want to bring that to your attention because no matter what, like there's a lot of good things we can do, but we want to do what he sees as best. And I just believe that 
God has a heart for family and we want to make sure that we're building the right things and doing it in the right way. And I know that we've probably all done things a little bit differently the past few years because of our world has changed because we've had to. And I think that when it comes to school and how we educate our kids, it's a really great thing to be like, God, how do you see this? And what is your perspective? And what is your heart for me? Because I've always done it this way, but for some reason, my heart is changing. For some reason, it doesn't feel right anymore. I'm feeling uneasy. I'm losing my peace, but what do I do, Lord? Well, just know that he's with you. He's leading you and you can co-labor with him, but just trust the way he sees what he sees is best is best because his perspective is higher. So I just want to encourage you to seek God first and know that all these things will be added and it will all work out. Do you have any final words, Jessica? No, it just, maybe that you can do it. I mean, even it sometimes, you know, like Peter, step out out of the boat, try it. And you know what? If you fall, he's there to pull you out. Um, and it's okay because we're not always going to be perfect. And I think as moms, we want to be perfect and it's okay if we're not um, because he is. So it gives us our grace. Awesome. Thank you so much. So if you want to connect with Jessica, I will leave her YouTube channel in the show notes so that you can um, check out some more family, large family living, homeschool tips and that kind of thing. But let me just, let's close in prayer. And I just want to bless you moms that are listening. Father God, I just thank you so much for every woman listening right now. Lord, I thank you that you see her and you know her, God. You know her strengths. You know her fears. You know her insecurities. You know her struggles. You know all that is stirring in her heart, God. And I pray that you would just give her the spirit of wisdom and revelation, Lord, to know what you are asking of her, Lord. To just hear clearly, to see clearly, and just to give you her yes of obedience her yes of surrender, God. I thank you, Lord, that you have chosen this mom to mother her children and nobody else could do it better. I pray that you would give her the confidence that she can co-labor with you and that she is never alone, that you are always by her side, Lord. But just give her wisdom specifically, Lord. Is she to start homeschooling or how should she continue? Or what is this next year or this next season going to look like? Lord, help her to love her family well and to be intentional and to just give herself so much grace, God. You know our hearts, you know our desires, you know when we fall and when we fail, God, but you love us through it all, Lord. So we just thank you for your endless love. We thank you for your mercy. And we thank you that you just cover over all of our weaknesses, God, and that we can trust you, God. We can trust you overall, no matter what is going on in the world, no matter what chaos is going around in our world, God, we trust you. We stay rooted in you and we choose to give you our yes and to honor you in all that we do, Lord. Be glorified in our homes and bless each mom as she homeschools her kids or teaches them or supports them with their education. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Before you go, I want to share with you one very timely and special thing that I have for you to help you teach your kids specifically for Passover and Easter coming up. I hope that you are getting ready for the spring holidays and I don't know what you have in the works, but I have something for you that is not only going to help you celebrate with your family, but it's really going to bring some significance and meaning to this time of year. I will be giving a special podcast episode on Friday all about Passover because we are a weird family, as many people would maybe think, 
that we do Passover, we have for many, many years. And I'm going to tell why we celebrate Passover, what we do exactly, what it looks like for our family, and share with you the heart of the matter and maybe some reasons that you might want to celebrate it too. But either way, no matter what you do, no matter what you have planned, you are going to want to access this free printable. So I just want to give you the heads up now that it is available. Go to nourishingmichelle.com forward slash connect and you will see the link where you can access this free Passover printable. It's really going to tie in the first Passover with Jesus in the New Testament becoming the Passover lamb and the significance of all of it today in prophecy fulfilled. So you're going to love this. Get a hold of it early and get a heads up. And then I will explain everything in the next podcast episode. Also, while you're there, grab the free printable. 10 Tips for Balancing Motherhood and Business, just to get some encouragement and biblical perspective for mothering your children well. And I sure hope that this homeschool conversation with Jessica, part one and part two, has really blessed you big and has been an encouragement. And if so, would you be so kind to take a minute and share this with a friend in your life, a mom friend, maybe a homeschool mom friend, and also let me know what you learned, what God spoke to you through it, what you were encouraged by, leave a written review below. Click the five stars in Apple iTunes, Apple Podcasts right here where you're at and leave a written review. That is the biggest way that you can say thank you and it means so much to me. Have a blessed day. Hey mama, real quick before you run off and do all the things, If you found value in today's conversation, it would mean the world to me if you left a review and subscribed to my podcast. I know you know how precious time is. The biggest thank you you can give me for taking the time to share on this podcast is to leave a written review. This helps me on my mission to encourage and empower others who are pursuing their greatest potential from home. So head over to iTunes, scroll down to the bottom of the Nourishing Mompreneur podcast to rate and leave a super quick review to let me know what spoke to your heart. And if you're feeling a little extra today, take a screenshot of today's episode and tag me on social. I value your time so much and appreciate you connecting with me. Find me at nourishingmichelle.com forward slash connect. 